Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm absolutely over the moon to welcome our lovely guest for today, Jessica. Can I just say, I don't know how to pronounce your surname, Jess. <laughs> Jessica Huey. Is it Huey? Perfect. Perfect. Oh, I did it right. First time round. <laughs> <laughs> Who is um, broadcasting from sunny Jamaica um, and is probably zapping mosquitoes and will be throughout this recording. How's Bar... Um, I can't want to say Barbados. How is Jamaica right now for you, Jess? Ah, uh, it's home is probably the easiest way to put it. It's, um, you know, I, I wake up and I feel grateful and, you know, I'm aware that I am in a little bit of a bubble in many ways, but... Um, you know, the ocean is outside my window and, and that, that, that there isn't much that that doesn't, you know, isn't a balm for. In the I know you, well, just before we press record, she just showed me out the window and I got very upset the minute I saw the palm trees in the ocean. So <laughs> thanks for that. I'm very jealous. Although luckily it's, it's sunny today here in the Surrey Hills. It's a beautiful day, but it is absolutely bitterly cold. So before I need to actually introduce you properly. So Jess helps people share their message, breathe life into their purpose-driven projects and gifts and share them with the world through transformational visibility, which we are going to be touching on um, very shortly. So her 20 years of experience working in media as a journalist and publicist for the likes of Samuel L. Jackson, Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell, sorry, Kelly Rowland and Meghan Markle herself, as well as um, Jess is also a speaker, entrepreneur, mother and author of the fantastic best-selling book Purpose. And it, this has all culminated in the incredible gifts she has to share. And FYI, she was also named one of Britain's most inspiring entrepreneurs, by the evening standard. So Jess, I have to just say, you have one impressive lady. Do you get told that often? Oh, it's lovely. That's lovely to hear. I really appreciate that. Thank you, sweet. And we first met, actually, I I thought that we first met in 2019. We were both speaking at um, Mel, our friend Mel Wells Self Love Summit. But actually, no, we met before that. And it was at another speaking gig. And I can't remember where it was. I feel it was somewhere in Chelsea or near Battersea. Yeah. 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 When was that? I don't remember remember the name of the event, but it was, it was, it was lovely. Yeah. And you, and you had delicious energy then. Yes. Oh, thank you. As did you. And do you continue to? So the way I like to start these podcast episodes off is what I like to call a segment called the 60 second summary. So in 60 seconds, I would love to know how you got into this work. And I'm going to give you a warning at 30 seconds. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay. Okay. Ready, steady, go. Gosh. Okay. So how did I get into this world? Um, 
started did my degree in journalism, moved over into PR because it paid better. I was a very young mum, became a mum at 18. So money was important. Um, was a workaholic, completely defined by achieving lots of shame, having been a young mum. Got to, started another business, which was sort of changed my life through entrepreneurship. That was Colorblind Cards. 30 seconds. Um, kept being a workaholic, got to, to, wasn't sustainable, kept burning out, winning lots of awards, looked great on the outside, wasn't so great on the inside. 2016, um, got present for the first time to care for my dad when he had terminal cancer, wrote a book called Purpose, discovered what happens when we get present and it changed my life and the way that I live, which is now purely through intention rather than reactivity. And it's a continual adventure, which is incredibly fulfilling and Yes. <laughs> that, one, that was pretty bloody good that was that was amazing that was amazing okay so I feel that I the whole work addiction thing which has been the theme of this year for me I will have to do a whole other episode with you on because that deserves its own um and, and I was going to say it might not be relevant to our love lives but actually it bloody well is it impacts our love lives very much so but um for the purpose of this episode I want to talk a bit about your work in PR and how you feel that has shaped your your message with purpose and this whole concept of transformational visibility. Can you talk a bit about that? Absolutely. Um, the universe has a sense of humour, doesn't it? I mean, there's there's an irony to the fact that I spent the bulk of my career, to date anyway, helping people, you know, shaping the way that people are perceived by the collective, by society. And, um, you know, PR is often about cleaning up um, and, and putting a gloss over what is. Um, not all the time, you know, but but often that there is an element to that. You want to sort of play down that which isn't as appealing or palatable and, um, you know, bring to the forefront the more... Um, the stuff that people want to hear, the stuff that's going to get people to buy into whatever it is that's being sold. And so, you know, there's not much room in that for acceptance of all of the different facets of who we are. And so I think, you know, having been, having come from a background like many of us where being who we are gets sort of, you know, who we really are gets lost in place of, um, being defined by, um, you know, whether it is how we look or what we do in order to, because we all want to belong. Um, I was really, really good at my job. <laughs> it made me very good at my job. And, and so, and I enjoyed it and I learned lots and built contacts. And I'm really grateful for that period of my life because it, it really did change my life and my reality. And you know, I grew up in a council estate. As I said, I got pregnant at 17 and had four GCSEs. And, and my career enabled me to shift my reality and, 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 and for both myself and for my daughter. So, and have a lot of fun and travel and meet amazing people in the process. And yeah, it was a sort of antithesis of, of, my, um, of my life now, which is much more around becoming more of who I am and, and, who I really am and, and dropping who I'm not and being brave enough to do that and speak from that place and helping others to do the same. So what it's done is give me um, both some real world practical skills around amplifying your message and 
communicating that message and sharing your story, which is all really important. Um, but I guess I'm just using them in a different way today with a different purpose at the root of my work. Um, and today I work with people who are all really on that journey to being more of who they are and that that can't help but ripple into their doing and their businesses and, and who they are in the world. Um, yeah. That feels so relevant and aligned with what I teach in relation to love, dating, relationships, romance. Um, you know, you talk about embrace visibility authentically. And, you know, this is about stepping into who we are and showing who we are, which obviously requires vulnerability. And what so often happens when it comes to dating is more than ever, it's like about, it feels like it's about auditioning and putting our best foot forward and, um, and presenting a version of ourselves that we think the person we're dating or, you know, on a dating app or whatever, what, what's going to work work, meaning, well, I'm going to win and I'm going to get that relationship. And we don't really think much beyond that. What, what about visibility? How do you, sorry, rambling. How do you see visibility and that idea of showing up authentically as who we are yeah. in relation to our romantic life? I, th I, th I think we're, you know, we're on the same page because what you're talking about is adopting an inside out approach rather than an outside in. And that's mm -hmm. a shift, you know, and that for me is where, you know, I would love to see the industry um, move in that direction. And but but whether it does or not, you know, that's that's who I, I recognize. That's who I'm here to be. And it's it is there's a courage that's required in in taking off our mask, whether it is in love um, or, or in, in terms of visibility. So to bring it back to PR for a moment, it's like the old paradigm was around, you know, I used to create, we used to sort of look at a client's brief of raising their profile to promote their book or to, 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 you know, to drive, um, e-commerce or whatever it was to get on that TV show. We'd go, okay, well, you know, what is it that the media wants to hear at the moment? What are the hot topics what do you know about? Let's get you talking about those things. So it was about taking them and then putting them into a box so that we could get the coverage. Whereas today it's like, well, actually, what is it that you really have to say? You know, who are you and what do you really want to share? And then what are, what are the platforms that are going to be open to supporting you in sharing that message without having to dilute your truth? And so it's a completely, and in doing that, you do have to, sometimes let go of some of the opportunities just like you often in dating have to let go of some of the people right because not everybody wants you for who you really are mm -hmm. um, you know and and that's okay but that requires you know that that that's that's no mean feat is it it requires gumption and a sort of uh, as you say vulnerability and courage just to allow ourselves to be seen as we are um, anything else is not sustainable and, and it's, it's unhealthy for us and it's not where, um, peace and fulfillment and connection and all of, uh, and love, <laughs> that's not yeah. where it resides long-term. It's a version of. A hundred percent. You know, I got to a point where I was so sick of putting on the show. I mean, I put on a, I didn't even realize I, I, I lost all sense of like, where does the show end? And I, the real me begin. It was a lot of work unpicking that, but I got to the point where I was like, I am no longer willing to abandon myself 
by, let's say, pretending I don't really want a relationship and I'm just cool with, you know, a bit of fun or just a fling, you know, essentially squashing down my truth or Mm -hmm. pretending I was okay with casual sex and all of these things. It's like, no, if I have sex with you, it means something to me and it hurts me if, if I don't know if you're sleeping with other people, things like that. I got to the point where I'm like, I'm no longer willing to abandon myself in order that this person I'm dating doesn't reject me or abandon me. Because guess what? They're only going to do it anyway further down the line. And so by the time I had met my now fiancé Joe, I'd, like, I just made that commitment to myself. It's like... I am showing up as me. And, you know, this, in my book, Love is Coming, I, there's this thing I say, I'm like, you know, everyone always says in relationship or dating life, oh, just be yourself, be yourself. But with some people, whether this is in a romantic context or otherwise, work context, friendships, you, you can't just be yourself. Like for whatever reason, when you're with that person, you, you just, it doesn't feel safe to be yourself. So what I say to people is notice Who are the people that you just naturally are yourself with? Because those are your people. That's your tribe. And it doesn't mean that other people are wrong or bad. It's Mm. just that we're not going to connect with everyone on a deep level. Of course we're not, because we're so different. Mm. And that, for me, was such a game changer. Just notice, who are the guys that you're dating um, or the people that you meet where it just feels so easy and it flows and it feels like you've known each other forever. Like even just when we got on earlier, like we've met each other a few times, but we haven't had the <laughs> opportunity to speak so much. And when we got on before we press record, like speaking for ages, I was like, oh my God, I feel like this is a long lost friend that I have like, I felt yeah. like I already knew you. It was just easy. And that is the feeling that I say to people, just notice where that is in your love life. You can't force it. It's either there or it isn't. But the more you commit to staying true to who you are and to yourself, you will just find that you attract those sort of dynamics organically. You don't need to go and search for them. What do you think about that? That's gospel. And 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 what you're saying, you know, and it's be- it's beautiful to hear to hear that 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 you made that commitment and decision to yourself because it really is. It's about saying no to self abandonment, and it's but it requires us to. And this, this concept of visibility is so interesting. And it's been something that, you know, we teach what we need to learn, right? So my recognition of what I, who I am, what I do and what my role is has been, has evolved, you know, mm. and I guess in some ways I needed to come from a place where my work was, was the antithesis of, of, of what it is now in order to have that, the beauty of that contrast and go, gosh, actually first, we must allow ourselves to be seen, but it's not about allowing ourselves to be seen by others. It's coming to see ourselves. Oh, yes. That's the real visibility. And, in, and, and that's, that's where the transformation is because until we do allow ourselves to, to be seen, we, we will we'll, we'll continue to attract people that, that want the mask, who are also wearing their own mask. We always attract at the level of consciousness that we're at. And so it's all it comes back to that inside job, which is why through the Purpose Academy, for example, it's like it's it's it is about creating trans transformation of visibility for their their business or whatever it is that they're up to, but it starts from the inside out. Because if we just leap into all of the how to go live on Instagram or how to write a strong press release and pitch to the media, you miss, you actually miss the crux of of the the real opportunity that visibility um, presents for all of us. Mm, I agree. It's so funny because I'll have a lot of women who come to me and they firstly believe the only way to meet people in a romantic way now is online on apps. 
and their obsession with how it all looks. Is this the right picture? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you know what? Yes, like I've done enough research and interviewed enough experts. Of course, there are things that you can do on your dating profile, very much like business, that are like the external things. And it's not to say that they're not relevant or important, but that is like the cherry on top. That's the last piece. Like you said, it's like my approach to relationships. It's an inside out approach. The message of the inner fix, the first um, book my friend and, um, and I wrote years ago, uh, was focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves. So all of that energy that you're obsessing over how you are perceived in the sort of dating marketplace is not serving you. Like it, that's not the place to start at. Yeah, and yeah. when you make the priority, getting into alignment with yourself and being like, like you said, Jess, seeing yourself, mm. everything changes. And the message of my new book, Love is Coming, is uh, we need to stop looking outside of ourselves for the partner we want to get and start looking inside of ourselves for the partner we want to be. Mm. That is the game changer. And that's when, like, you, I love this, what you said about, it's like, see yourself first. Mm. Don't mm-hmm. worry about being seen by others because that's like that will happen naturally. Mm-hmm. See yourself first. So what how does one see themselves? I think that's the, that's the adventure, isn't it? That's the that's the decision to really get to know ourselves and, and and really and and it's 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 one of connection. It's like I think and I think it starts with that question of how am I feeling? How am I you know just being like it's it's a deeper level of self-honesty about how we feel, where, you know, as you say, like what you, you talked about noticing where you feel safe enough to be yourself. It's, it's noticing what lights you up. It's noticing where you feel your light being dimmed, the environment, the, gosh, the textures, the sense that it's, it's the whole thing because so often we're so disconnected from, you know, what, what we like, you know, and it's, it's, it's that, it's that kind of adventure of, yeah, gosh, what was the question? <laughs> what was your question? Ask me that co- you know how often I forget? I'm like, what was? I don't even know, but I'm loving what you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's like that getting to know ourselves and then starting to notice and make the distinction between what's genuinely nourishing for us and what's the stuff that we've just taken on through conditioning, through the need to belong and fit, um, where do we feel the conflict? That's it. So for me, pretty early on, you know, I had this incredible career, you know, in, in my twenties, I was living it up. We used to be ferried around in these expensive cars with business cards and expensive lunches with journalists, with high profile clients. And all of that was, was such a, a contrast from, you know, how I'd grew up, grown up and that it was exciting, but there was also elements of the, of the industry and the values which underpinned it, which felt they felt at odds with my beliefs and my sense of, of sort of my moral compass, if you like, or, and again, it's not a judgment. It's just, I was aware of that conflict and that, that got louder and louder until I had to make a decision around whether or not the great wage packet and the perks, you know, were more important to me than this feeling, this niggle. And for whatever reason, I've never been able to sit with that niggle for too long without making the leap into closer to my truth. And, and in doing so, you, I, I started to build these reference points of, you know, what happens when I listen? Well, what happens is I, I feel more able. I feel safer to be more of me. Um, I feel happier. I, I, I invite more 
sort of deeper connection and, and, and relationships and people into my life that, yeah, do bring that sense of safety. And so it's, it's that, but it starts with listening and noticing where the conflict is and just being really honest and, and often brave and willing to let go of the stuff that, you know, cause there's off, there's a payoff. Often it means being willing to let go of some of the very things which we thought we wanted in order to, to move toward this space of seeing ourselves and therefore attracting in what we really want. Oh my God, that feels so relevant to me right now. I can't even describe in, in kind of work in many respects, but also just everything. It's, you know, um, oh, I won't go into it too much, but yeah, I just, I completely relate to that. And I, and I work with many clients and and the partner that they end up attracting in is not the person necessarily they thought they would. But I'm like, stop worrying about how the relationship looks on the outside. How does it feel? Stop mm. worrying about, are you the perfect Instagram couple? You know, it doesn't, because that's not sustainable. It is not sustainable. Like, really, who are you on the inside? What do you want? Because when you when you get in alignment with that, life will has a way of just gently bringing it to you you don't even need to go out and find it it comes to you and it's it is it's like the surrendering I I have had to do a, a thousand and you know one ego deaths around <laughs> oh but I thought that that's what it was about and actually mm. I'm like yeah but what what were you really searching for with that was it validation usually yes <laughs> it yeah. was I want I want it to look a certain way why because I've been taught by the world that it needs to in order for me to be good enough yeah. 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 Okay. So I want to take, go in a slightly different direction now. I want to talk about your incredible book, Purpose. So there's a new edition that's, by the time this episode comes out, it should already be out. So it's coming out on, was it the 9th of November, you said? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk a little bit about what this book is about and why you wrote it? Yeah. I mean, Purpose was one was really the first thing that I did purely without an agenda, you know, having so driven and driven by a desire to, yeah, for validation to, to kind of, you know, unconsciously paper, move beyond the shame of, of yeah, or, you know, young mother, teen motherhood and, you know, expulsion from school and my background and, and then all the inherited stuff that, that, that we have, right? And, um, and that drove me to to achieve and and to, to to fit. And so I was very defined by my work, and you know, workaholism was really the the, the result. Um, and then in 2016, I was very very close to my dad, and he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And so, but it was really the first time, and it would have required something as huge as that to, to force me into this state of presence that I found myself in, and. It was transformational because, and it wasn't as simple as somebody so dear to us passes on and you kind of reevaluate what's important. It was much, much deeper than that. And it, it from that space, you know, of, of complete presence where all of the stuff that had held so much importance suddenly didn't, it was put into perspective, um, and even the roles kind of slipped away because, you know, when somebody is at the end of, of their life, um, 
there's not really a need for roles. You know, you kind of, uh, we had a relationship where my dad was able to be very open and vulnerable in his communication around as how he felt as he was transitioning. Um, and it just meant that this father daughter thing slipped away and we were really just two souls kind of in mm. communication. And that's such a space of truth between life and death. Like everything is suddenly there and, and grief is such a, incredibly beautiful painful doorway into yeah truth and and I started to write it was about three days before my dad passed on and it was 3 a.m 3 a.m I was upstairs in the spare room of the house I grew up in dad was downstairs with a, a night carer just to give us some respite and back of an envelope picked up a pen and I wasn't thinking about writing a, a book Persia it was just and I wasn't thinking, oh, this will be cathartic. It was just a stream of consciousness that kind of flowed onto the page. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to get the doors. Hold that thought. I'll just get, excuse me, listeners. <laughs> no worries, listeners. I hope you're enjoying. I said to Jess, it's like nice and raw and uncut. We don't like to edit these episodes. I just like if someone comes in or there's a mosquito that needs to be murdered, murdered, <laughs> then that's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> you hear no. all of it. We're all good. It's the plumber because the, 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 the loo is leaking. So <laughs> it's in hand. Um, oh, yeah. So from that space, um, it was the first thing I'd done without an agenda and, and, you know, it, it changed my life because it did become a book and Hay House published it and it completely, um, and initially all of those thoughts of, well, the book that I should write should be something about how to build an authentic profile, you know, how to, all of the stuff that I guess would have had value for sure for people. But, you know, my, the, 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 the wiser part of myself, the part that I was feeling called to lean into, didn't want to write that book. And, mm-hmm. and in saying yes to that, it's just completely changed the direction in the course of my life and in a, in a way which, um, yeah, continues to amaze me really. So the new edition, which is five new chapters, um, was because Hay House got on the phone and they were really interested in, in my decision to move to Jamaica 18 months ago, mid pandemic. And so it's just sharing this kind of deeper unraveling of my journey and, um, all that's unfolded in, in saying yes to that scary, but exciting call to, you know, move across the world to an island. Mm. Will you be open to sharing a little bit of what that was about for you? Yeah. I mean, as I said before, we, when we started chatting, it's really in a nutshell, it's like, it's the result of a deeper trust in my own intuition or my own in myself. Um, yeah. And, and the recognition of what happens when we, when we listen to that call, when we listen to the niggle and we don't allow the mind with all of its obstacles to, you know, to how things are going to pan out, to what the plan is to, to, to keep us from trusting in that deeper, you know, wisdom in what's right for us. And that's really why I, I made the move. And you know, and it's been, it's been a profound journey of, um, yeah, deeper healing and expansion and, and feeling things, you know, things that I, I, I wasn't aware were still there. Um, and as a result, you know, a huge expansion and, 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 and this, you know, it's because it's like, 
I guess it's it's the polarities, isn't it? We can only experience as much life and love and abundance and opportunity and possibilities as we're willing to feel the stuff that's at the other side of the spectrum. And so the deeper we go with our healing, the more we open up to life and to love. And within that, this sort of integra- this process of integration, integrating and con- congruence, which comes in and, and self-love in, in the fullest, most unconditional sense. Um, and it's, you know, I'm looking forward to reading your book because that has really shifted my understanding and appreciation of relationships and and that's been fascinating you know more love (laughs) it's been a journey to more love in all senses of the word yeah well you bring us on to a very good point my next (laughs) question really so I am fascinated by the concept of the purpose of relationships all relationships but obviously this is a podcast um, predominantly for single women or women who want to work on their love lives. Mm. And I've got some stuff I'd love to share. But first, I, I want to ask you from your own experience and just of life um, and also, I guess, from the process of writing the book and particularly what's been going on in your life um, the last couple of years, what do you believe the purpose of romantic relationships is? I think that they are a beautiful, painful sometimes vehicle for us to become more of who we are I think I think that's what they serve they're a they're an infrastructure within which ideally we feel safe enough to you know able to be vulnerable and awake enough to to view them as the mirror that they um are Mm-hmm. And in that visibility <laughs> of ourselves, um, heal and expand. Oh, got shivers. Yes, 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 yes. A hundred thousand times yes. I'm completely of that same belief. You know, I believe that relationships are here to help us grow into the highest, truest, most loving version of ourselves. And that is not a smooth journey. <laughs> What's that saying that's like, you know, a smooth sea never a skilled sailor did make. And Mm. that's certainly been my experience, you know, over the years of just so like such tumultuous relationships. But, um, oh, my God, has it been the most firstly amazing adventure, but also particularly when I started this work you know, romantic relationships and the disaster that was my love life was the way into all of this work for me mm. and was always the most important thing to me. So the fact that I'm now a love coach, having once been the biggest, fattest, most biggest failure I knew in romance, um, has been such a powerful experience. And I can't help, I'm really going to go woo-woo here, but I don't, have you read The Celestine Prophecy, Jess? I have, I have. It was one of the first books in that sort of space that I read. Me too. Uh, yeah, early in my 20s and I love it. Mm. I love it as well. And I feel that given that we're talking about the purpose of relationships, there's two books and um, ideas I want to touch on. One is from that book and one is Conversations with God. Oh, um, and <laughs> another absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so so in, um, in Celestine Prophecy, he says that, I'm going to probably bastardize this, but something along the lines of, you know, Um, what romantic relationships are about. So if you think of um, the reason that we were born is that essentially we chose our parents and 
what was our and the way that we can connect to our personal purpose is look at each of our parents like what was their life about and mm-hmm. our purpose is something to do with that it's like it this is how humanity expands and grows if you're if you choose to be conscious and awake and like okay so how can I fulfill that purpose that has been I've been given part of through my parents and then coming together with another human being that who has that going on from their own parents and it's like you know this is how we can continue to evolve and grow and I will never forget when I first met Joe we had these two magical weeks in um we met at wilderness festivals so we met in the woods <laughs> um and then he went off to Bali for six weeks that I've been booked for ages with his his friends on a like lads trip basically and I'll never forget this so when he was away and we spoke every, pretty much every in fact we spoke every day he called me every single day and I was on the tube on the way to my oldest friend Selena's um, dre- wedding dress fitting. Mm. And I, like, I've always been quite psychic. It's only recently that I've actually had that sort of confirmed. Oh, yeah, you have quite a lot of psychic abilities. And I was like, good, because I I get what I call downloads. And then, I, and I'll say to people, oh, that's going to happen. And I can't do it with everything, but just some things. Mm. And I've started to write them down on my phone notes and so I can show people the date. So when it does happen, I'm like, look, I wrote this like two weeks ago. <laughs> you can see I'm not making it up. <laughs> anyway, I got this download of, because I was in a lot of resistance when like, I, I, it's like my soul knew that Joe was the person, but my <laughs> head was like, Wah! you know, it was trying to run away because it was terrifying. And I got this download of like, you, the purpose of this relationship is this, this is what's going to happen. X, Y, and Z. And, and it's only now that some of those things, some of the things happened years ago, but some of the big, big things that I couldn't understand at the time, I was like, I don't really know how that's going to happen. It, and it links to us working together, essentially. And it's like, it's starting to happen now more than six years on. And I'm like, and, and that for me is like, it's so powerful because I had two parents who struggled with drug addiction and, you know, they went to rehab, they, they worked through it separately and they're, and they're still together now. So I've been given this um, gift of like seeing the transformation and the power of what is possible, despite where you have come from as an individual or as a couple, they were really, you know, in a bad way back in the day. Mm. And I just, I'm like, God, the power of romantic relationships, because the fact is romantic relationships is what creates actual life. And so, you know, given that so much of our work, Jess, you know, is looking back at the trauma that we had in childhood and how, how has that influenced our beliefs and the choices that we go on to make and our mindset and all of that. So, so surely, you know, for me, it's like, what is the next step in evolution of romantic relationships and like our place in that, you know, this is all of the stuff that I'm working with at the moment. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, so much. I mean, first of all, I just, I just felt so warm when you were talking about your parents, how incredible, like how incredible, just wow. And I also really picked up on you talking about the resistance that kicked Mm. into because that's been something that's really come up for me. Mm. Uh, You know, this, this, this perspective on relationships hasn't always, I've, you know, it's like, it's like anything, isn't it? You, you know, stuff, but it's just not close enough to your consciousness to be to be really part of your reality. So it's taken a while for me to really, um, to get to this place where it's very, very clear. This is the point. <laughs> this, is, this is the point. Um, and, and, to, and to have that level of intentionality and a refusal to compromise on having them be anything other than that. Right. And, and to recognize that 
that that that sort of understanding needs to be there really between the two of you um that fear is has been something which has been very very real for me since I've been here since it's been quiet enough to you know this sort of reflection on relationships and where I've made compromises in the in the past in order to have for things that were really important for me in order to have something else some feeling of safety or validation or something fulfilled and 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 have suppressed a deeper need of my own just to to be myself in order to keep the unit going right and then this new kind of phase of my life which is around recognizing that that you know true love is unconditional it's unconditional and both in in how we love ourselves but want to love others um it's not supposed to come with rules and yet often we have so many of these rules and what am I saying so this this it's been a journey of yeah with fear coming up and learning from that you know learning from that about and 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 questioning how much am I allowed am, am I willing to allow myself you know how much do I believe that I'm worthy of and if not why not <laughs> and what am I going to do about that this this because that's what it is isn't it often we will be our own worst kind of saboteurs when we get the very things that we that that are most transformational for us that would you know our ego sort of kicks in and it wants to keep us from realizing the very thing that would have us transform and expand and heal and so that's a really interesting space for me to find myself in and um it's it's a big part of excuse me of the new chapters which, which you know because that fear hasn't been there in the past and that's because it, the love was different yes <laughs> yes okay, there was control so- there was control and it's different you know if I can keep these things if I can put these things in place and have these and and sort of manipulate you know which is a strong word but I think it's honest because we all do it unconsciously and sometimes consciously mm-hmm. then I will be safe then then I can feel safe in this relationship and yet to enter into a love which is purely coming from that unconditional true vulnerable space is to surrender the control and that's mm-hmm. scary and yet that that's that's where all the the, the gold is it is insane that you just said that because I just found in um in my book, so uh, there's a chapter about, well, there's a, seg- a section about how to stop panicking, you'll be single forever because this is something a lot of the women um, who follow me struggle with. And I talk about uh, Conversations with God, the book by Neil Donald Walsh. And so I've just literally opened it to the tiny little paragraph and it's so links to what you just said. So I'm going to read it to you and I want to hear your reaction to it. So he says, most people enter into relationships with an eye toward what they can get out of them rather than what they can put into them. The purpose of a relationship is to decide what part of yourself you'd like to see show up, not what part of another you can capture and hold. I love that. I I (laughs) I mean, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's Again, it's it's going back to the, the it's inside out, isn't it? It's like mm. it's in it's a completely different way of viewing of viewing um, the purpose of relationships. Um, mm. Thank you. It's a different. It's a completely different way, and it's a game changer, and it's one that requires such 
honesty with ourselves because you know what is it what does it mean who, who do we have to be in order to have that level of selflessness who, who do who do we have to yeah like, there's so this I can't even put it into words there's so, <laughs> mm. it's big it's big and and yet the rewards the rewards of that kind of love flow so so beyond the unit and into everything that we do and everything that we are and and into the world and and they don't just heal and expand us they they heal and expand and expand you know our collective humanity and that for me is is the point like that this is this is the point of of our existence i believe and and so it's so it's 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 per- that's that's what purpose is about for me it really is it's returning to love within ourselves within our units and and then the impact of that is 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 just beyond anything that we can really comprehend and and we we, we all often get a taste of it and and it's infinite yeah that sounds very very woo woo i know but it it's the truth is hard to put into words isn't it it is especially when you're trying to write a book on it <laughs> I found. but um no i completely resonate with everything you just said and listen i could talk to you forever but we've got to slowly start wrapping up and i've got the what i call the home straight questions and i'm really i'm really interested to hear your responses to these jess okay so ready first question what love advice what love life advice would you give to your 15 year old self oh Oh, I wouldn't have been ready to hear it, but it. Would I know. <laughs> I could just see me. I could see me rolling my eyes. Yeah, it would be, baby girl. You know, you don't need all that gel with your fringe, <laughs> your face, and all of that. You know, makeup that you are hiding behind, and you are enough. You are enough. You, the you beneath all of that, is more beautiful than anything you could paint on. Hmm. Love that. Love that. Okay. What's one thing you don't want people to know about you? Um, how, oh, I was going to say how, don't know I want people to know about me. <laughs> you evil little munchkin. I know. People hate this question. Great I love question. it. I love, I just love listening to people squirm. <laughs> I'm so squirming. Um, it, you know what? The truth is the irony, it's the stuff I've written. <laughs> because I know the only way to, you know, is through. And so it's the very stuff which which leaves me feeling so exposed, even as it's about to hit book stands by the time this is out, it will be out there. But yeah, it's it's the stuff that I've shared in my book. Okay, well, that's a perfect for, for the next question. Where can people find out more about your work? Well, very importantly, people need to go and get this book. So um, what, yeah, where where can people connect with you and find out more? Uh, I guess the website, jessicahuey.com, and you can buy the book, you know, in all the normal bookstores and Amazon and all that stuff. And I'm on Instagram, jessica underscore huey underscore. Um, Yeah. Perfect. We will link that in the show notes. So final question. What is the number one piece of advice for the single women out there who haven't met their person yet and are worried they won't? What would you say to them? I would say take a deep breath and become who, you know, you said this, but it's, it's about, it's about becoming the person that you, excuse me. It's about putting the emphasis on becoming, 
becoming more of you, just become more of you. And, and, and in doing so, you can't fail to attract um, something, something beautiful. Yeah. Mm, become more of you. Listen, you've been the most wonderful guest. I've adored this conversation. I feel really inspired and sort of excited. Um, and yeah, you are just such a wonderful beacon of light. Um, and I'm really, really grateful that our paths collided in Battersea those <laughs> all those years ago, or however many years ago it was. I've lost all sense of time because it's bloody pandemic. <laughs> Thank you, Persia. I've loved this chat too. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, love. And thanks for listening. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.